This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at ruler-hope or online at rulerofhope.org. It's my honor to bring Krista Hankins on the podcast. Krista is the wife of Jordan Hankins, linebackers and assistant special teams coordinator for the Memphis Tigers. Thank you so much for being a part of us, Krista. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored to be here today. And if you are listening right now to Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, we are actually on video. I've launched a YouTube channel, so you can search for that for Coach's Wife Life, and you can watch the video portion of this, which is the first year we've done this. And thank you for being my first person to go on video. This is so exciting. (laughs) All right. So there's so much to get into here. Krista has a fun personal life you get to hear about. So Let's start with, you know, it's stats because it's my favorite part of it. So you're starting uh, your second season with the Memphis Tigers, 16 overall, being a coach's wife. Now you spent the holidays uh, in Hawaii at the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, capturing the Tigers' eighth straight bowl appearance. And then prior to that, you had stops at Marshall, reaching the Conference USA Championship game, and at UT Martin for a very long time, helping over 20 players reach all-conference nods. When you hear all that, you know, when someone talks about your life like that for the past 16 years, what jumps out to your uh, head as to why Jordan and your family is getting guys to perform at such a high level? Well, I really think, first of all, Jordan is an amazing teacher and he studies the game so much and he has studied it so much and he really loves it and he wants his guys to do well and he is completely all in for them. And he is on the phone with them all the time. They come to our house. He is meeting with them constantly. And I think they get that he truly cares about them and he wants them to do well. And he does whatever it takes for them to do well. And they respond to that. And I've seen that everywhere we've been. We haven't been to a ton of places, but each of the schools we've been at, he has formed that relationship with his guys very early on and they work hard for him. And I think it really is a testament to the kind of teacher he is and how much he invests in his players. And we saw that firsthand. Joshua, my husband, uh, was on staff with you all. We were both there uh, at Memphis last fall and just really enjoyed getting to know you and your precious family. Um, So I know some of the answers to these questions, but I am going to ask them like I don't know. So where did you grow up and did you ever see this life as a coach's wife? Well, okay, so I grew up in Hohenwald, Tennessee, which is a very small town in Middle Tennessee. Um, And, you know, my dad was a coach growing up some. He coached middle school and high school football. um, And but it was not nearly like what we experience as college coaches wives. Um, But, you know, I kind of grew up with that a little bit, but I really never imagined myself you know, leaving and going to other places to live, other states, you know, I'm being from a small town, a lot of times people stay there and they don't go anywhere else. And, you know, I just really never thought about what my future would look like, but I definitely don't think I would have envisioned it to be so, uh, you know, moving around and not being settled, I guess, exactly. But, but it's been so much fun and, you know, we just look at it as an adventure and are enjoying every second. Now, you are a student athlete. You mm-hmm. play softball, right? So walk me through yes. that. You end up at UT Martin, right? 
Yes. So actually, Jordan and I are from the same hometown. So he is three years older than me. So he was a senior when I was a freshman and um, we didn't date or anything then. And so when I went to play softball at UT Martin, he was playing football there. And so he we kind of met when I went on my visit, uh, my official visit. Um, even though we already knew each other. And then when he came home, not long after that, we started dating my senior year of high school. So then we dated all through college. And since I was 17, we've been together. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. they've been that long. Um, and now when you think about your children getting close to 17 years old, you're like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I feel so young now. <laughs> you felt all grown up then, didn't you? Yes, but now I'm like, my kids at 17, I it, I can't imagine them meeting their partner for the rest of their life at that point. You know, it's crazy I know. to think about. That. I know, Court, I got married at 21. And Courtney's yeah. like, so wait, Mom, how old were you when you got married? I was like, who's this train on? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was finished with college. That's good. Yeah. Or, or one was the best way to graduate. Yeah. So tell me about your three amazing children. Oh, they are amazing. We have Colt, who is 13. He's in seventh grade, and he plays all the sports. He plays middle school basketball, middle school baseball, and also football. Did I say football? Basketball, baseball, football. He does all of those, and he's also on a travel baseball team. Um, so sports are his life, and that consumes all of our lives. Um, and then we have Case, who's 10 in the fourth grade, and actually he's going to be in my class this year at school, which is going to be interesting. Um, and so he also plays football and baseball. And so uh, between those two boys and their sports, we are very rarely home, um, but it's fun. And I know we'll miss it one day, but it is very busy right now. Um, and then we have Jolie, our baby girl, who is five, and she's starting kindergarten. Her first full week will be starting tomorrow, oh, and uh, and she'll be at school with me too, which I'm super excited about. And she is just such a blessing, and having that baby girl is amazing. So we're enjoying it. She is absolutely beautiful Thank and you. so precious. Your boys are amazing. <laughs> now uh, you are a teacher. You alluded to that. You're at their school, or two out of three. Right. Yes. Yep. How many yep. years have you been teaching? This will be 17 years, only two at this school. This will be my second year there. But yes, overall 17. Um, so it's been, you know, it's great. I love it. It's a great schedule as a mom. It's very busy, but I do love being a teacher and love being where they are. And we have the same schedule. And so that definitely helps with the working full time to keep their same schedule. But not easy though. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot on a teacher's plate. Don't okay. make it sound easy. At least listeners are like, come on now, this is our <laughs> full life. Um, so yeah. we're talking about being a teacher, which is a lot of expectation. Mm -hmm. You're very accomplished in CrossFit. So yeah. I want to hear a little bit about this. <laughs> always like you mentioned play travel sports. How do you juggle? Lots of prayers of helping me make sure I get everything done in a day and that I know what I'm doing. My planner is my best friend. So I constantly keep a planner and I'm a paper pencil kind of person. I like to have that paper planner with me everywhere I go. Um, and I just have to work out early in the morning. I get up while they're still asleep and go to the gym. And then I come home and get ready for work and get them up and ready. And then we hit the ground running and don't stop until we go to bed. <laughs> Whenever so recently I saw a picture of you uh, and you accomplished something for charity. What all, what did you just do? Uh, we, ha it was a deadlifts for charity competition. So basically you had to deadlift your body weight as many times as possible in two minutes. Um, and then their winner of however many reps, you know, if you got the most reps in the two minutes you won. So I tied with someone else 
Um, and so then in order to break the tie, we had to do 20 bar burpees over the bar, bar over burpees, um, and just go as fast as we could to try to win. So I won that competition. Oh, so that was fun. Yes. And the kids were there and Jordan was there, which was awesome because we don't get to do things like that together. So for them to get to come and watch and see that was really fun. Wow. Now, uh, what does a home game look like for you? What time do you like to get to the stadium? I did experience some of this with you last year, but not fair to everybody else to skim over some of these details. So. so the hard thing right now with this stage of life is that the kids do play sports. And so sometimes, sadly, a home game may be coming in after the game starts. And, you know, if we even make it, we did get to make all of them, I think, last year. Um, but on a normal game day, if we don't have – games of our own to go to first. I love to tailgate. You know, that was so much fun last year with you and everybody else um, getting there early and watching them walk through the stadium and their suits and doing all those things. Um, we really enjoyed that last year. And so we did get to experience that more than we have um, in the past. Their schedules just kind of worked out um, last year, but we, we like to get there early, you know, and experience it all and take it all in. And it's, we really enjoy game day. And do you have any, do you travel much on the road? You probably have a lot with the kids. Do you get to go to many away games? Not really. And I do hate that. Um, but we do watch them on TV and it's a very serious occasion when we watch games at home. You know, nobody's coming over. Don't ask me to do anything, you know. Um, but we definitely watch them. If we can't be there, we are definitely going to be watching and and recording too and making sure that we don't miss out on it because the boys like to talk football with their dad, you know, so. Sure. I'm glad you said that really openly because it's true. I honestly, when it's an away game, I almost like it just to be me and my kids because I enjoy watching so many of the details. It's hard sometimes yeah. with a room full of people and you're hosting yeah. and trying to get food in there. I mean, you sound like the same way. It's serious. You're watching this thing. Right. It's. A, I mean, and that's the thing that I, especially as you get to a, a bigger stage when your husband is coaching at bigger schools, you know, and I have, I really realized this last year majorly. And it's like, you know, people are fans of the game. And I think that's great. And we have friends who are diehard fans. Um, but at the end of the day, it does not affect their livelihood and their life, you know. And I had that conversation last year with some friends because it's kind of like, you know, it's awesome when when you're a fan and that you love it. But when the comments are are critical and hurtful or whatever, you know, at the end of the day, that's our livelihood. Like that affects our life. Um, and for them, it doesn't. You know, it might make them in a bad mood if there's a loss. But as you know, for us, that is it's a lot more than just my feelings are hurt that we lost, you know? So uh, that's another reason I like to watch it by myself. Cause I don't like to hear <laughs> other people's opinions other than like the commentators. <laughs> I know it can be tough. I'm going to pause real quick yeah. and check on some audio real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, my audio was not uh, in the Yeti, but I'm sure it'll be fine for a little bit. Um, it's the first part. Okay. Um, and then let's see, I'll, I'll make sure I'm, Cut it right here. So do you guys have any fun traditions after a win? We love to grill out. And it doesn't matter what time it is. <laughs> we'll stop. Are you serious? Yeah, Jordan is. He loves to grill. So he doesn't get to that often, especially during season. He does all the time when we're not in season. But um, we will come home and turn on the fire pit and grill burgers and turn on music and just hang out till who knows when. <laughs> That's our normal after a win. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So 
you know, we all, this is probably my favorite question, but it's the hardest question to answer uh, because it's what you walk through and it's part of our lives. And, um, you know, no one's road is easy and everybody has things that they've had to overcome. And if they haven't had any challenge in their life, there will be something that they have to walk through. So what would you say would be the toughest adversity that you have faced or you both have faced? Um, and what did you rely on to get through those moments? Well, honestly, for, for me personally, the biggest thing that I have had to face and overcome is losing my mom when I was 24. Um, Jordan and I had only been married for um, right out a year when she passed away. And so, you know, that was so hard and something that we, you know, and she passed away during the fall. So it was during football season. Um, and so that was a very difficult time. We were, had just been married, like I said, about a year. We didn't have any kids yet. Um, and so he was very early in his career, but that was something that we really had to work through because he hadn't experienced that. And also for a, a female with your mom and we were so close, you know, he didn't understand that fully. So that was very, very hard and something that we really had to work through. And, and I relied on my faith in God, honestly, to get through that. And I actually wound up getting baptized very soon after that, even though I had gone to church my entire life. Um, I really didn't feel like I was where I needed to be. And that really brought me closer to him. And it brought Jordan and me closer. Um, and it's something that, you know, the anniversary, the 14 year anniversary of her passing was just this last week. Um, and that's still something that we every year, you know, kind of go through and I, get emotional. And, you know, he actually got to be home early that day this year. And we were able to spend that evening together. I say early, it was maybe seven o'clock, but that was still early. That's early to us, you know. Yeah. Um, but when we do go through difficult things like that, as a family, um, we definitely rely on our faith in God. And that is the only thing I feel like that um, can get us through things like that, you know. And so that's majorly important to us. Do you feel that uh, it's changed you? You talked about it. It brought you closer and closer um, uh, to each other, to mm -hmm. your, um, to, to Jesus Christ. And I guess I, I would imagine things like that flare up as you go, where it's just like, wow, she didn't get to, to meet my children in person. Right. Um, Absolutely. Do you feel like it comes back every so often when you kind of have to work through those emotions again? Absolutely. Yes. And I also, you know, I remember because I remember my mom's dad passed away when she when he was 44. Mm -hmm. Well, so I remember her when she was 44 being like, oh, at this age, my dad passed away. Well, then she passed away at 45. Mm -hmm. um, and so as I get closer to that, I feel like that's something I have to constantly pray about because it is something that comes up like, oh my goodness, you know, like if I, if I die when I'm 45, that's only seven years from now and my kids will be this, you know, it's like, it is hard. And it's something that uh, I could even get emotional now thinking about it yeah. and talking about it, but it just changes your outlook on life, you know, and think, and I tell Jordan that because he is very, I call him Dave Ramsey Jr. Because he is very much into a budget and staying on the budget and making sure that our kids are taken care of and we have savings, which I appreciate, of course. Yeah. But there are times that I say to him and he knows I go there, you know, when it's something big that I feel like we should do or something that we shouldn't, um, you know, be as concerned as he is about. And I say, you know, if we were to die when we were 45 years old or when we are 45, 
this one thing is not going to be something that I want to regret that we didn't do or that we, you know, could have done, but we chose not to because of money, even though we can, can do it, you know? So he knows that that, that is where I often am when it comes to things like vacations or doing stuff with our kids. I want to experience all of it. And I don't want to worry about, you know, retirement because we might not make it to retirement. So that is something that we talk about pretty often. And that's really a major reason why I have that perspective. I think it's a, it's a unique perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a tough one, but it does allow you to cherish those moments that yeah. you have with your children when they're young, especially. Yes. Um, so going into year 16, mm -hmm. uh, what's one thing that you are glad you made a priority in your life? Um, I, well, can I say two things? Very <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, one is uh, our faith. I feel like that is something that has helped us get to this point. I really, truly feel like, you know, marriage is hard no matter what, but being married to a coach as you and many listeners who are coaches' wives know that is not easy and it requires sacrifice and it requires, um, you know, you to kind of humble yourself into that role of knowing that when football season starts, it's all on me and I'm not going to make him feel guilty about that because that's how he's providing for our family. And so I do think that that my faith and our, our family's faith has played a huge role in us making it to year 16 of him coaching and us being married for this long. And, you know, I think that's been a huge part, if not the main reason why we have made it to this point. Um, but also I'm super proud of making exercise and, and that a part, a priority for, for me, because I do think that helps me be a better wife and mom and teacher and sister, friend, daughter, all of the things um, that has helped me stay. I feel like it just kind of brings that pressure off when I work out, I get to release that for that one hour of the day. And then I, it really does help. So, uh, did you start exercising your whole, I mean, I guess after you became an athlete, did you ever stop or has this always been something that's been a part of your life? It really always has been. And I really take it back to my parents because my mom, we did all the jazzercise and we did the Jane Fonda videos. And they, like, I remember vividly her doing those things. And my dad was a runner. He ran every single day. And I think that instilled that in me as a, as a child. And then as I grew up being an athlete, I really just have never stopped. And I want that for my kids too, because I, they see me going to the gym and that that's a priority. And when Jordan, you know, will go for walks or he'll go run. And so I want that for my kids too, because I do think that's very important. What's one thing that you think that you might've done that's maybe contributed to the success that he is having there on the field at Memphis? Um, I guess, honestly, just supporting him and not giving him any kind of uh, feelings of animosity that he's not home. I want him to be able to give everything he can to his players and to his job and to the time that he has with them. And, you know, I feel like that has been one reason why that, I mean, I'm there are lots of reasons why he's done well, but I do think the support he gets at home, or I like to think helps because he knows that when he comes home, I'm not going to you know, give him a hard time or be like, tag, you're it. I'm out now. You know, you've been, you've not been home. So you've got to take care of everything. You know, we don't have that kind of relationship. And I um, hope that he 
feels that, that, you know, that I'm supporting him and, and we know what needs to happen for him to do well. And he doesn't need added stress at home to make his job. That's extremely stressful and lots of pressure on him even worse. So when those feelings do creep in though, when you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm, I am battling a, I do a full-time job too. And I'm getting this one to practice and this one has to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And what do you do when your mind goes there for a second and you're like, oh, I'm doing it all. Uh-huh. Um, well, I pray <laughs> for sure. I have a mantra. My mantra is quiet, gentle spirit. When I'm feeling that I'm, you know, maybe that I could blow up or that I could really get upset and have words and say things that I will regret later. Um, I do say that to myself. That's kind of my mantra in my mind. And I pray and just try to put myself in his position because at the end of the day, he is, he has a lot of pressure on him. And so I really try to keep that perspective and, and not add more to him. But I mean, it, there are definitely times, please don't think that I mean that it's perfect and that I, probably never make him feel that way because I'm sure that I do. Um, but you know, like yesterday I was trying to do all the things and we had, I had to get one to practice and I had to get another to practice. Then I had a parent meeting. Then I had to go get Jolie cause she was with my in-laws because she couldn't go to school all week after her first kindergarten day. And then we had, you know, a birthday party and then we were going to try to meet Jordan for dinner. So I was like, I'm going to mow the yard really fast. Oh my gosh, you mow the yard. I do mow the yard. And so, but I was in such a hurry to try we to don't need this story out because we don't need to let my husband know that you mow the yard too. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, I put gas in the oil can in the mower. So now that we don't have a mower, now the mower's broken. And <laughs> so, but he did not, he realized that I was really trying to help. So he really did not give me a hard time. And I really appreciated that. But you know, it is a lot. And, and as coaches, wives, we kind of have to take on all of that stuff, you know? So. Wow. You're superwoman for sure. Well, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when you moved to a new town, you moved to Memphis a couple of years ago, you were at Marshall. And before that you'd had some time in Martin, Tennessee, but Memphis is a whole new place for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously you don't have your family in town and and there's no support system right away. So what ways did you find effective in getting plugged in and finding your people? Well, so one thing that was awesome, which Jordan's sister is in Memphis. So okay. they're, they're not right here with us. They're about 20 minutes away. Um, but knowing they were close by was nice because yeah. we've never had family anywhere near us. You know, we've just never had that. Um, but they're not right down the street or even within like, Hey, can you pick up the kids? You know, it's not, they're not that close. Right. Um, so one thing that I do think there are a couple of things that I feel like have helped us really anytime we've moved is one, find a church and get plugged in there. Um, also find a gym that has been where we've gone. Those are two things that I feel like have really helped. And then also with the kids playing sports, it's kind of an automatic in, you know, with people because they, there are sports teams that they can play on and then we meet people that way. So those have been the three, I mean, I feel like when we moved here, it was just like, it hasn't been terrible or as far as like getting plugged in and finding friends and getting settled for any of us. And I really think that was a big part of it. Those three things helped a lot. Something that I think every coach and wife go through is you know comparison game right mm -hmm. we see someone's career 
explode yes. or we both go after the same job mm -hmm. and like, man, they gave it to them. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, right. And then you're you're there trying to encourage your husband. So without yeah. naming a school, has there ever been a position you thought you might get and it didn't come through? What did you say to your husband to keep him encouraged? Um, absolutely. We have experienced that. And I feel like that is, you know, that's just part of this profession. And it's very hard and it's, you know, doesn't sometimes how hard you work and how successful you are. Um doesn't always get you those jobs, you know, that you feel like you want or deserve or whatever. And so that is extremely hard. Um, one of the things that I feel like I have to encourage him with every time something like that happens is knowing that everywhere we've been, there has definitely been a plan and there has been a reason for it. And we've never been anywhere that I just felt like, why are we here? This is not where we're supposed to be. Um, and I do feel like that it's because God has led us where we're supposed to be. And if something doesn't work out, you know, I try to just remind him that there's a reason for that. And it may be that, you know, for there could be a lot of different reasons, but I just try to remind him that everywhere we've been, there's been a reason for it and a purpose behind it. And if this one doesn't work out, then that's not where we're supposed to be. And we have kids to take into account and maybe it's not going to be the right fit for them or, you know, whatever it is, that's kind of my go-to of encouragement for him because I truly believe that. I really feel that that is true. Um, and so, you know, of course for him, that doesn't always you know, make him feel better right then. But I do hope he comes back to it eventually because I do feel like that's true. I'm pausing for a second because I don't know if you hear Landry or not. She's so loud. Oh. <laughs> you hear her? I couldn't, I didn't know if it was mine or yours. So I, I was yeah. like, I'm trying to keep her. Courtney's trying so hard to keep her quiet. I can tell. But she keeps pulling her away from the door and Landry's like, Mama. Okay. Oh, I'm right, we'll go back. I'm going to pause. Okay. Yeah. I just went right there. That's fine. Okay. I think she's quieted back down. Yeah, I don't hear. You're you're rocking this thing, by the way. Oh, thanks. You're amazing. Okay. Thanks. All right. In three, two. So a big part of college football is recruiting. Do you like that aspect? Do you get into it at all? Do you track it? You know, honestly, I don't. I mean, I I would love to say that yes, and that I know the all of the kids, and I, you know, but I really I feel like because and maybe it's the stage of life that we're in where. Yeah. I'm so busy with our kids. Now, if we have dinners and things like that, or, you know, I definitely have met parents of the recruits when, you know, things like that. But um, I don't, I feel like that might be terrible, but <laughs> well, now, this is one thing that Jordan kind of says to me, and I, I really appreciate it. And this, you know, may not work for everybody, but he always has this kind of policy of when it comes to players and just what happens in the office and whatever. He always says, I don't ever want to say things to you that somebody might ask you about and you don't know if you should tell them or not. You know, like if you don't really know, you can honestly say, I really don't know. I'm not sure. And I kind of appreciate that because I feel like it's not it makes me feel like I really don't know. And so if people ask me questions that, you know, there could be an answer that might not be favorable or maybe I shouldn't say, you know, he and I kind of I really do appreciate that. He'll talk to me about things, of course, but. Um, he's not one to tell me things that, you know, gossip or what, he's just not like that at all. And sometimes to the point where I'm like, just let me say this about this person. I just want you to, and he's like, 
no, I don't want to hear that. You shouldn't be saying that. And he, he's so good about that. And I really admire that about him. <laughs> That's good. Keeping each other accountable. Yes. Like now, does. as a former student athlete at UT Martin, uh, playing softball in college, do you think it helps you in the perspective you have to the student athletes or to how much time he has to spend away? Maybe a little bit. I feel like, you know, with softball, at least when I played, I know the coach, our coach was amazing and he was very much a part of our lives and we were at their house and they took care of us. And we knew that if we needed something, we could call them. And I honestly still to this day know if I called Coach Canary or Miss Jenny, his wife, they would come to my house from they live in Kansas now. But like, you know, we they would come help me and do whatever I needed them to do. Um, and so I do want Jordan's players to have that same perspective and know that, you know, that he's available to them. We're available to them. Um, I don't know as far as the hours. I probably didn't realize how much my coach worked uh, behind the scenes. I, I'm sure I took that for granted and didn't realize it. But as far as juggling all of the things they have to juggle, I think it, do, it did help a little bit in just knowing all that's on their plate. But now it's even so much more than when. I was in school. There's a whole lot more stuff that goes into it for them, for the student athletes. But for sure, I think it helps a little bit with the perspective of juggling school and practice and games and travel and your family. You know, they just not getting to go home and see your family and all of that. That's hard, you know. So when you have those moments of first second, you're like, okay, this is not fair or, you know, the season would not is not going exactly like we had hoped or do you have anyone you can call? Do you have kind of, a, or someone you look up to, uh, a coach's wife, mentor? Well, so maybe not necessarily for that situation in general, but just as like someone who I really admire and who I feel like is the real deal. And she was amazing. Uh, is Trisha McIntyre and you are on staff with her now. And I know, you know how amazing she is, but, um, we were on staff with her last year and she, um, is one of the most genuine people I've ever met. And she is godly and sincere and kind and just has been right where I am as far as having three kids and, you know, not knowing from year to year what that's going to look like and just having so many different things tugging at you, pulling at you. Um, and so even though we're not on staff together now, I do feel like if I needed to call her or ask her advice that she would 100% be there for me. And I just really admire her. And, and she took me to lunch last year. Uh, one time in particular, I remember after we first moved here and just was so kind and encouraging. And um, she was just wonderful. And I really hope that I can be that to other wives, you know, along this journey and be there for them like she was for me and just um, encouraging. And she's wonderful. And she, we share the same mentor. She's <laughs> absolutely incredible. Um, just blown away by her wisdom, but her also just the the way she's so approachable. Yes, walks yes. you through something without you, without any judgment whatsoever. Whatsoever, yes. it's just she's dynamic. So I feel. Yes. I think I texted her the other day. I, I still can't believe I get to be on your staff. <laughs> I know for no one for a few years from that, and it's just so precious. But um, so you talked about wanting to those your players to feel what you felt as a student athlete. So what does that look like in your home? You guys are having them over to eat or how, mm -hmm. how do you build connection? 
we do have them over. We try, I try on their birthday, send them something, you know, to the office and we don't get over there that much because it is, it's about 30 minutes from our house to the office. Um, so we don't get to go over there as much as I wish we could with the kids schedules and all, but, um, I definitely want on their birthday to know that we're thinking about them and know that they're always welcome at our house, you know, Thanksgiving, they're here, um, Christmas or whatever, if they're not able to go home, we have them over and they can come swim in the pool and whatever. So we just, I want them to know that, that this is available to them and that, you know, and so even if it's not all the time, just knowing that we're here, if they need something is important. All right. What do you and coach Hankins do uh, to stay connected during the season? Do you ever have a date night or do you guys watch a show so we uh, date nights, not really right. during because of our kids, you know, I think we probably would if we, but he wants to spend time with them too. You know, it'd be, he would not want to come home after working all the hours he does. And then the two of us leave and, you know, he wants to be with the kids and I want that for all of us to be together. So, um, but we grill when he's home, like Monday night, he'll be home. I think he said maybe seven ish. So that's the plan is to to grill and to be home together. He loves to watch TV shows together. Um, we didn't, we really don't get to do that that often, but in the summer we do more so. Um, but he does like to sit down and watch TV shows and we like to go for walks or just really early morning is kind of our time when we can, when we try to just have a cup of coffee together or sit and talk. Um, right now it's a little hectic. His schedule right at the moment doesn't really allow for that either because he's leaving very early, but, um, we fit it in when we can, you know, and he already texted me today and he's like, I'll be home around nine. Let's plan to sit for a few minutes and talk before we go to bed. You know? So we kind of try to make little, even if it's five minutes, you know, we're passing each other a lot right now, but five minutes is better than no time. So we just try to take the time when we get it. Do you ever get any downtime? No. <laughs> No, maybe a little. I mean, I don't watch TVs. I feel like that's one of the ways that I try to fit everything in is like I, what, sitting down and watching TV is just not happening for me yeah. at this point in my life, you know, and that's okay. I'm good with that. Um, and so basically, I just kind of know when I get up in the morning, I'm pretty much not going to sit and like do nothing until I go to bed. And that's just kind of, but I, we're early to bed people. So, you know, I try to go to bed and by 930, 10 at the latest, um, which I know to some people sounds so early, but um, I, it helps me be able to do all the things in a day if I can go to For bed. Sure. And then what time are you getting up and into the gym? I get up at five. And go to the gym. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and you're a phenomenal teacher, by the way, because yeah. my nephew was yes. in your class all right year and my sister could not say enough about oh. how phenomenal you are uh as a teacher and a mentor to students so you are um all yeah. those things okay last question what do you think is the most rewarding aspect about being a coach's wife well I feel like honestly, just seeing the the way that Jordan impacts his players is so awesome, you know, and to see them, the relationships that he has with them, um, but also the opportunities it provides for our kids is amazing. You know, I would be lying if I didn't say that our boys, that it is so fun for them to be able to go to the stadium and on game days and to go in the locker room and to, you know, all and you know, just the other day, Jordan had, they had a speaker who came and 
he had given all these amazing pieces of advice that Jordan had written all down. And so he sent them to our 13 year old who then is like, mom, look, and then he's showing his coaches and telling us for, you know, just in even things like that. I just think that's all rewarding to see that our kids see how his hard work is paying off, but they also see that it takes a lot of time and commitment and it's not easy, you know, and, but I really enjoy seeing his, relationship with his players and the way he works to provide for our family. And I really do appreciate it. And um, it's not easy, but it's definitely rewarding. For sure. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's the last book you have read? Okay. I have to say just a small thing about this before I tell you the last book I read, because I do love to read. And so Francine Rivers and Leanne Moriarty are like my two all-time favorites. I could read them for days. But since school was starting, I read some kids like chapter books because I like to be able to recommend books to kids. So Sky Song is the last book that I read. That's a kid's book. But it's there you go. Okay. Coach surprises you walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? If it was just for me, it would be Hillsong probably. But if it were something that we would both love, it'd be Morgan Wallen, hands down. There you go. Landry's favorite Hillsong. Okay. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Okay. Well, I really, I could say lots of people, but this might seem like a silly answer, but I have a reason for it. And it would be Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton. I want to hear the reason. I like it. Well, because she is just so fun and she has managed to have so much success, but stay humble and fun and doesn't take herself too seriously. And she has been married for all these years. And, you know, she just, and she's a Tennessee girl, you know? So yeah. I just, I don't know. I just think she would be very much fun to have dinner with and talk for hours with. <laughs> that is a good answer. I have not gotten that one. And I like it. And everybody in the city of Tennessee gets a, a child, gets a book for a few years based on her Imagination Library, which okay. I've so, I, and they've actually taken that to other states. Like I know when we were in West Virginia, they were doing that there too. So if you sign up, it's called Books from Birth. Um, and you can get a book every month from the time you're born until you're five um, with her Imagination Library. She's Love awesome. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? This is, I mean, I guess we're thinking five years into the future, <laughs> making your life <laughs> Um, honestly, I love Hallmark movies, so it's but I love them. I know they're cheesy. I know they're predictable, but I just like things like that because our life is stressful. So I like things that are just kind of, I don't have to stress over. And so that's what I would watch. I'd watch a bunch of Hallmark movies. <laughs> What's your go-to meal to cook? Something easy that will last several nights. So baked spaghetti is something that we often eat because I can make it like on a Sunday and then I can cook it later and, and it lasts us several nights. So meals like that are go-to. That's a good one. What sport can you beat Coach Hankins in? Yeah. Um, CrossFit. <laughs> he can't, I can't beat him in mini sport. He's very athletic, but um, I think I could beat him in CrossFit stuff. What's one thing non-tech you can't live without? Coffee. You're my girl. <laughs> I just love it. I can't help it. If you had a superpower, what would that be? Um, being multiple places at one time. 
For sure. You need that, definitely. Thank you so much for doing this and being our very first video uh, guest. Thank you so much. No problem. I have loved it. It's been great. All right. Best of luck for this season. Thank you. You too. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.